1: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. In other words, living life like it matters. And today, it's time to do battle. Battle. Today, we're gonna talk about the battlefield of the mind. Remember, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those thoughts either lift us up or tear us down. They make us bitter or they make us better. And we are seeing a great real-life, real-world example uh, with the Olympics. You know, one of my favorite people, Simona Biles, I just, she is so beautiful, so talented, so blessed, a child of God. Um, man, she she is one of the best uh, Olympians ever. She's one of the best gymnasts ever. Uh, and this just shows you that no matter how gifted, no matter how talented, no matter how trained up, revved up, the battle is in the mind. I want you to think about that. I remember years ago where that movie uh, Angels in the Outfield, I got it pulled up on Wikipedia here. It says it's a 1994 American family sports fantasy comic. Uh, and it was a fun movie, a simple movie. Uh, and it was about basically a team uh, that needed help from above, divine help uh, to uh, beat a team and to make it to the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, someone would pray that, God, we need your help. Let us beat this team. Let's make the playoffs. And the whole thing's about this little kid who is able to uh, see angels. And he could see when the angels were, quote, in the outfield. And so playing on that today, Today we're gonna talk about demons in the minefield. And we will be joined by recent graduates of Team 225. If you don't know what I'm talking about with Simone Biles, uh, let me uh, read an article from Yahoo News. It says how Simone Biles saved herself And her teammates at the Olympics. It says Simone uh, Simone Biles has already given up the idea of opening the Olympic team competition with a Yurchenko double pike. The kind of eye-popping, high-scoring, highlight reel entrance that intimidates opponents, entices sponsors, and wins goals. She didn't have it, though. Not tonight. And she knew that much. She was in her head. Deep, she said. Quote, demons, she calls them. They see Ben and make her question everything. They take the joy of what she loves more than anything that she'd uh, she, They take the joy of what she loves more than anything that she'd loved since she was a bouncy three-year-old jumping off her living room couch and make them about something else. Doubt, fear, insecurities, pressure, failure. Therapy and medicine, she said, usually keep the demons at bay. Yet here inside the Ariok Gymnastics Center, here in the middle of an Olympics where she was the main attraction, there at the start of the team finals, they were back. Stronger than ever. So the vaunted double pike was out. She would go with the easier Yashchenko with 2.5 twists. It was a tough vault. But one that Simone Biles, being a five-time world champion, reigning Olympic all-around champion, and greatest of all time, could practically do in her sleep. The demons, she figured, couldn't touch that one. She was just trying to brush them aside and win this competition. I have to put my pride aside, she thought. I have to do it for the team. By the time she hit the vault and pushed herself in the air, she realized the folly in such a thought. She found herself twisting and flipping and having absolutely no idea with what was happening. I didn't know where I was in the air, she said. Two and a half twists never happened. She wound up doing a one and a half, somehow repositioning herself on the fly and landing without injuring herself. The athletic talent such an act requires is breathtaking. She needed a stumble and a huge step to make it. but. she made it. See, ladies and gentlemen, confusion. The enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And then she says here, before the judge's eventality is shockingly low, 13.766, a full 1.2 below her qualifying mark. Biles knew she was done. She couldn't do this. She couldn't perform. She could injure herself, sure. But she, the great Simone Biles, was suddenly useless as... A gymnast. Isn't that incredible? And she goes on in a quote in this article from Yahoo Sports says, I was like, I am not in the right headspace, Bob said. I'm going to lose a medal for this country and these girls because they've worked way too hard to have me go out there and lose a medal. And ladies and gentlemen, you hear me say it all the time. Rule number one about being a leader is it's not about you. Get off yourself. She broke into tears, consulted a USA Gymnastics doctor, briefly left the arena floor, then came back, pulled the wraps off her wrists, and basically pulled herself out of competition. Quote, I didn't want to go into any of the other events not believing in myself, Bao said, so I thought it was better to take a step back and let these other girls do the job. And they did. Viles was still trying to process it all herself. She was clear she wasn't physically injured. Injury, no, she said with a laugh. Just my pride, a little bit. She said, I felt pretty uncomfortable coming to the Olympic games and then I don't know what happened. She said, you know, you wind up in a stressful situation and you don't know how to handle all these emotions. Suddenly, it all crumbled and there was nothing she could do to stop the slide. Even if it didn't make sense, even as everyone told her otherwise, she couldn't shake her feelings. She couldn't beat back the demons. And Simone Biles is not crazy. Simone Biles is a leader. She is a normal human being. And this is what I talk about. This is the battle. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day, and what we believe is what we listen to over and over and over. Here is a record holder. Here is a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Here is a person who I think was the youngest ever. She's the first African-American to win this and wear that, although she never talks about that. Isn't it amazing? But I want you to know something. See, we all have issues. We all have a past. And really one of the keys to life is what do we do with our past? So Simone Biles' childhood. Simone was born to Shannon Biles on March 14th, uh, 1997, Columbus, Ohio. Simone's father, Kelvin Clemens, however, uh, to uh, Ohio. Simone's father was Kelvin Clemens. However, he was never a part of her life as he struggled with problems of addiction and abandoned his family. Her mother, Shannon, too, was a victim of drug and alcohol addiction. She did not play a significant part in the raising of her children. Now, Simone is third of four siblings and all of them were raised in a bad situation. See not only was she raised by her grandfather because mom and dad abandoned her because she went through the foster care situation well, if you know anything about it it's not a good thing. In 2018 she wrote an emotionally social media post revealing she was sexually abused by former USA Gymnastic Team Dr. Larry Nasser A year later Bob spoke of the heartache after her brother was charged with murdering three people which he was later acquitted on The gymnast also shed light on the impact of going into foster care as a child and being adopted by her grandparents, crediting the experience for making her the athlete she is today. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a typical human being. I'll tell you, of all the people I've trained, about 15,000 people, I'd say the normal is that most people had a bad childhood struggle. Not all, not all, but the normal. And usually when I find someone with a good childhood, I say, man, good for them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the battles in the mind. You can be as gifted, you can be as talented, you can be wealthy. How, how many pastors take their life? How many people that train other people how to work on their mind wind up succumbing to the evil, to darkness in their mind? It's not weird. She's not crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. And today on Like It Matters Radio, you're going to be joined by a couple graduates who went through my training last weekend and who realized the battles in the mind. And I equipped them to handle the battle better. And they're going to share with you themselves that their life is totally different since they have won the battle in the minefield. I am Black, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. We got one life to live. You might as well live it like it matters because the good book says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. Today, we're talking about demons in the minefield. The battlefield is in the mind. And if you're not waging that battle, then you are losing that battle. And what we thought we'd do today is uh, bring on some uh, recent graduates. I had a great class in Arkansas last week with Team 225. It happened to be all men. Uh, great class. Uh, people came in, there committed, and they left there new and improved uh, at a higher level. So we let's go lying. to phone lines and let's, uh, yeah, let's welcome Scott to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Scott? Hey, Mr. Black, how are you? You know, I'm in the hands of God, like you are, brother. Like you are. So, uh, man, how's your week going? Oh, it's
2: going great. I'm on fire. It's. Uh, Isn't that incredible? It's such. Yeah, it's such a relief to have that weight, that burden. You know, all those, all those demons tugging on my my heart, and then my body just released.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting with what we went through. You and I are both followers of Jesus Christ, so we talk in the spiritual world because uh, there's a temporal world, there's a spiritual world. And uh, it was so great, uh, not what happened to Simone, but that the world's focused on her in gymnastics and for her to share uh, the reality uh, that the voices in her head. You know, I tell you, when I actually tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me? Is that God? Or is that the devil? Because only the one and three has any value. But in my head, they all sound like me. Uh, and you're a successful guy. Uh, you're walking with God. You got a beautiful family. You're in business. Uh, but you came in class with a lot of demons eating at you as well. Correct?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was a I was a saint on Sundays.
3: But man, there
2: was there was a lot of people trying to you know demons and um, yep you know, other, other beings trying to pull it at what made me my best self.
1: Yeah. And it's not being weird people. We're not acting weird. I mean, you know, I, I, both Scott and I believe that the Bible is the standard of truth. And so Hebrews 13, two says very clearly, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this, have entertained angels without realizing it. The Bible says it right there. And we all know if you read the good book uh, that uh, in the angelic world, uh, Lucifer was kicked out and uh, a third of the angels went with him. This is what the standard truth says. And so a fallen angel is a demon. It's not weird. It's not some sci-fi movie. It's scriptural. It's reality. And in our heads, the problem is everything sounds like us. You know, I think there's a verse in the Bible, Second uh, Chronicles, I think is 21, I think it's chapter 21, where it says the devil enticed David to take a census. So it's very clear. And, and uh, Jesus said to Peter when he said, you're not going to the cross, behind me, Satan, for the words coming out are not from God, but from man. And so it's all over the place. And here you are, you're going off wanting to be a dad, wanting to be a, a husband, wanting to be a man of God, wanting to be a good businessman. And you're being eaten, tucked, and pulled, and, and reminded of all your failings from the past, and it gets overwhelming, doesn't it, Scott?
2: Well, it's a heavy heart. I mean, I was I was steamrolling people left and right, just just bulldozing them out of the way. And uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to accept that. You know, I didn't want to I didn't want to look inside. I didn't want you know it was everybody yep. else's problem and not mine. And yep who can I control? I can only control me. I will only control me. And it, it took the class to kind of, you know, have that conversion experience. You know, I was really drawn after I got out, you know, to the book of the Acts of the Apostles. I mean, it was, it was Saul's story, but it was, you know, 2021 and it was Scott.
1: Yep. Amen, amen, and and again, this isn't weird conversation. This is the reality. I mean, before COVID, fifty million Americans were struggling with depression. Before COVID, uh, helpless and hopeless. And since COVID, I guarantee you, that's easily doubled. One out of three people I've read during COVID have had psychological issues, problems, meltdowns. Uh, and in my class, what I do is I create an environment where I squeeze. Is that is that fair to say, Scott?
2: It was a big bear hug. It was huge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Big. Yeah. And you had said this. I need people to get this. See, in my training, I always met it. So when someone's acting a certain way, I ask myself, what has to be going on in their mind and their heart for them to act that way? And you said that you were just abusing people. You were attacking people. You were blocking attacking. And what people don't get to understand is this rule number one uh, about HR, human relations, hurting people hurt people. And you had a lot of pain, a lot of confusion, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. And so what, when people come at you with complaints, whatever you would block and attack, not consciously, this was unconscious, correct?
2: Sure. Absolutely. I mean, in a, in a past life, when I was a coach, you know, it was a, it was the same thing. I mean, I was, I was purposefully, whether I realized it or not, um, you know, always on the offensive and, and. I never took a step back I never I never surveyed the field of life I never saw what I was doing
1: up until now
2: up until now yep
1: and so I put a lot of pressure on you and early on right early on Scott we were talking the other day about you and uh, Justin early on and not intentionally but I tagged you both early on and kind of made you a little mad didn't I early on
2: Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to hate training so bad. I did. I, I walked in with a bad attitude and then all of a sudden I started getting picked on and it, it amplified it. And then when I realized that I needed it and I liked it, there was a brief moment that I yep. I hated it even more because everybody was right. Yeah. Like, how can I not? I'm smart. Yep. How can I not see this? And then it was like yep. the, the grace just came over me that the, the calmness. Being able to work through processing what I was feeling.
1: Yep. And it was a safe place, right? It's a safe place to process that, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a a coach? When you you come Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when you submit, that's the key, when you submit. You know, instead of taking a knee for the national anthem, we need to take a knee to our pride. We need to take a knee to our ego. We need to take a knee to the God of the universe and say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Lord, I am I am going astray. I am uh, holding a grudge. I'm holding resentment. And that's the problem with America Day. We, we, we're, we're being driven by the spirit of offense. There's so much anger, so much rage, so much bitterness. Everybody's a victim. Everybody's oppressed except the white oppressors. And all this rage, all this anger, it is making it worse. People don't get it. And so let me ask you something. You let go of this. You process this over the weekend. Um, What what changed for you? I mean, because you're a different man today. What changed for you?
2: I think the biggest change was that I could move forward. This was holding me back. It was, it was keeping yeah. me stuck. I mean, I, you know, some people say you either go forward or you go backward. I was stuck. I mean, I wasn't moving mm-hmm. life was passing me by. My kids were getting older you know, I celebrated another year of, of, you know, marital happiness with my wife, but I was stuck. And what, what way to go through life is that? I mean, it really, I need to be the one that goes forward. I need to take each step purposefully. I need to take each step moving toward where I want to be at the end of my life. And it was, I mean, it was, it was earth shattering. It was eye opening I mean, I just, you know, when I came back, I mean, I took a flight back from class and the fact that I couldn't see my wife the night after graduation, you know, I had a 24 hour delay. So my mind's going a million miles a minute on, you know, everything that I wanted to fix because for so many years I had done so many people wrong.
1: Yep, up until now. And so, what is different this week? What have you noticed differently about yourself this week, Scott?
2: Well, I think I have a. I know I have a love for life. You know, take each each day as a gift that it is. And when you go ahead and you have passion and purpose for it, um, and you can you can see your goals, you can see where you want to be. I mean, it just there's an excitement that I haven't experienced in my life. You know, in years, mm-hmm. and it's just. Oh. It is. It's a refreshment. It's it's the gift of spring every year. It's it's born again, born anew. I, I just yep. I'm so grateful for that to, to come to my life. You know, over the course of two and a half days, you know, the amount of time yeah. that I, as a as a smart intellectual man in business say, so how can that happen in two and a half days? You know, I've been told that you know 27 days it takes to instill a habit and to make it a change so that permanently you you form the pathways in the brain. But two and a half days. The ship's already corrected. Yep. It's already you yep. know, gone on that narrow path.
1: And technically 48 hours, because I meet you at Thursday at 5 o'clock outside that door. And as I told you, you'll be done with graduation by 5 p.m. on Saturday. So we're talking 48 hours. Now, here's the cool thing. How long did it feel like you were there, Scott?
2: <laughs> weeks. We, I, yeah. Weeks. <laughs>
1: Isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. tell people, the reason why people miss time so much because they're not in it. They're living in something yesterday. The world wants to get you wrapped up in 1619 and 1774 and... 94 A.D. and 60 years ago and 30 years ago, that's the devil. The devil is always wanting to accuse the brethren, always wanting to remind you of your past, but God's always a God of hope, God of future, uh, and that's the difference. But when you're fully in the now moment, time slows down, and you experience that, correct?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it truly was, was clarity. I mean, you know, time was passing by, but it—, it you know, you were there. It was, it was happening in front of you. You saw what was going on. And, uh, I mean, the, the amount of me being able to sit back now and have a broader vision, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not just straight ahead blinders on what, what is Scott Mosley doing? It's, you know, what yeah. is the person on the corner doing? It's, it's the clerk at the grocery store. It's, you know, the person that I see every day, you know, get a coffee. I mean, it's, it's what
1: does their life mean too? I mean, it, yep. Amen. It's so Hebrews humbling, thirteen so two. All, yeah, all lives matter, and you can say it. You can put on a T-shirt, but now you're living it. And uh, hey, brother, we're getting ready to go to a Heartbreak. I know you wrapped up so much. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, I'm excited about God, what God's doing with us, and uh, I want to give you a call. Call you later on today so we can talk off radio. Okay.
2: All right. Thank you, sir.
1: All right, buddy. God bless you. All right, I am Mr. Black. Today, we're talking about demons in the minefield, and we'll be right back.
0: Take a listen to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule.
1: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Living life like it matters. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do. We we make sure we help you with those demons in the minefield. We create a daily radio show Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you miss it live, you can listen to it at likeitmattersradio.com. We have transformational leadership training that we do once a month all over the country. You can read about likeitmatters.net. We do... Uh, Manna from Heaven For those that are scripturally minded You can go to wayawarrior.blog And then twice a week We have a podcast Wherever you listen to podcasts Just search Living Life Like It Matters For our Monday and Thursday edition Of Living Life Like It Matters But today We are talking to recent graduates Because we're talking about demons in the minefield So let's go to the phone lines And let's welcome Avery to Like It Matters Radio How you doing brother?
0: Hey, hey, Mr. Black. How's it going? Scott,
1: how are you? Well, I'm good. It's not going as well in my life as yours. Your smile, dude, is beaming, man. I think people around the world can <laughs> feel your smile. You know, uh, you you live there in Arkansas. You're part of a, a church family called City Church, right? Great church, huh?
0: Yep, yep. Amazing, amazing church family. Love them.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, your senior pastor, Joey, uh, and your worship leader, Lane, uh, went through my training about three, four months ago, had a huge impact, and we started thinking, hey, I wonder if uh, I should go up to Arkansas and maybe make a difference in City Church. And so your pastor approached some of you about going to this training. What did he say to you? What did you hear when he said, hey, I went to this training, I'd like you guys to go? What was the sales pitch?
0: Oh, I mean, he said he was going to just, it was going to change our lives. That was
1: it. The, and what were you line, thinking when he said it? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I, I mean, as far as what I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a tall <laughs> order.
1: Yeah. But uh, let me ask you, with what he told you is going to change your life, how do you think? How do you compare what you went through with what he told you going into it? Oh, man, it's
0: no question it's changed my life absolutely more than more than i could have ever imagined
1: yep yep and uh, I don't know if you heard the opening segment you know we had uh, Scott Jordan's but I was talking about Simone uh, Biles you know when she had to pull out of the Olympics uh, and she talked about demons uh, in their mind and people are mocking her and laughing at her but you and I talk about this uh, we talk about this in class that when I tune into what's going on in my head I ask myself is that me is that God or is that the devil because only one of the three yeah. has any value but they all sound like me and at first it sounds strange but you're aware of that self-talk because you had a lot of self-talk in your head that was lying to you what wasn't it
0: oh man a hundred percent i'm man it, it, I, like it, the devil hardly needs to beat me up i beat myself up so much you know and if i'm not he's definitely up yapping in there up until now no a hundred percent you're right yep. up until now like it was it was a constant thing and um, it was getting berated or berating myself, you know, and so really yeah. What were some
1: of the things learning. that you would think? What were some of the things? Yeah, you would think, real quick. So I don't mean to cut you off. What were some of the things like? You're not good enough. What were some of the things that you'd process? I can't do this. People find out I'm a fake. What What were some of the things that you struggle with in your head?
0: Yeah, I'm, you're hitting it on the head. You know, we we talked about it a little bit, but the majority of it was that up until now, I just I didn't believe I was worth it. You know, uh, and so because of that, I was I was faking it and I, I was so worried, man, are people gonna catch me? Like, are are people gonna accept me if they know who I really am? You know, why are you doing this? All, all those types of things, like, you're not worth it, this is not good enough. Um, and that was really a big one, was just constantly like, oh, that's not good enough, like, you're not good enough. And so I was, you know, up until now, I was telling that to myself nonstop, man. Like, you just don't got a reason to live. It's a sad yep. way to go about
1: it. Yep. And if you saw Avery, Avery's a good-looking young man. He's got a beautiful smile. He, he's got the spirit of God in him. you got a beautiful wife, by the way. A beautiful wife. Uh, do you have any yeah. kids yet, Avery? No, no kids. Yes? Okay, but you're no, no, no. at some point if God's willing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, you're, you're, you're involved at the church, right? Do you do ministry at the church?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I help out with students and families. Okay,
1: so here you are, you're leading, got a beautiful wife, you're in a leadership role at the church. I heard you're going to be preaching uh, next week, correct, or Sunday, is that correct? Yeah, this Sunday. Ah, now uh, imagine how cool this Sunday's going to be, where before my class, what would that have been like leading up to it? What was the doubt that would have been going through your head, the fear, a lot of it, Correct.
0: Oh, yeah, tons. I would have been fearing, like, man, is is this going to be good enough? Am I am I selling the right thing? Or it, it would have all been backwards. I would have been thinking the whole time, like, man, I got to really perform to these people. I got to really, you know, make something that's going to, instead of just being true to the word, being true to what I know that yep. I'm supposed to share.
1: Yep, and that's where the devil's lies. See, the devil lies, see the devil, if you just think about what you just said, the devil wants to make it all about you. Do you hear that? I'm not this, i got to make the right points, if I don't say the right things, if I don't say it the right way, but we know yeah. that the word of God never returns void. We know that. We know that, that yeah. God says, I have prepared for you in advance good works for you to walk through. We know that the God says that, uh, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. But yet we have that intrapersonal voice, that voice, that self-talk that we don't, we think it's us, but it's negative, it's bitter, and it's taken away. I, I mean, what have you noticed different about yourself this weekend, uh, this week since you've been out? Have you noticed differences about yourself? Yeah, I have.
0: I, I, the first thing I noticed was that I'm, I'm standing taller and I'm looking people in the eye. Yeah. Um, yep. And that that's, I never looked people in the eye before. I, I didn't. Yep. And up until now, I think it's because I didn't feel like I was on the same level as people. Like, I, I didn't think that I could look people in the eye, but now I realize like, Oh, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like yep. I, I need to be here. I need to be present with these people.
1: Yep, and you know, it's a lack of confidence Usually the reason why you just hit it right in the nose The reason why someone can't look someone in the eyes Or, or, or kind of demurs away from it Is because of lack of self-confidence We don't think we're good enough And we're worried about what are they looking at What are they noticing man. And then we get in our self-talk in our head But man, when you preach on Sunday You're going to be looking outward When you preach on Sunday, you're going to be a conduit You're going to let God put the words in there And you're going to be in the now moment mm-hmm. And so as God feeds you the words They're just going to come out and you're going to see people smiling. You're going to see people saying a hallelujah or amen. You're going to see people nodding for you. You're going to feel the energy in the room. You're going to feel, right? It's a full body experience. What are you seeing? Yeah. What are you hearing? What are you feeling? And you're going to be doing that. You know how I know that? Because I trained you to do that last week, and that's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. Sure. That is so cool. Hey, what do you think? You know, you spent forty eight hours with me. I mean, let's be honest. You showed up, I met you at five o'clock, we had dinner. We didn't even start till, you know, six thirty or so, but let's just call it forty eight hours. I met you at five on Thursday, uh, and then you left, you were out of that room, done with graduation by five PM on Saturday. Without forty eight hours in the world of Mr. Black, as we like to say, what's different about your life? What what's the greatest takeaway for you so far?
0: The greatest takeaway is The greatest takeaway is purpose every day, Mm. every day waking up and and, and it's, it's it's hit me in between the eyes and I can't look away now. You know, you see it and you can never unsee it and so of face that every morning with that confidence and knowing like, this is who
1: I am Lord. And this is what you have for me. That that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I put a lot of pressure on you. I mean, fair to say that's an intense class. Is that fair to say? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an
1: understatement. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you laughed. I'm just talking, I know we got thousands of people or tens of thousands listening that go, what are they talking about? What could happen in 48 hours in a hotel meeting room that could be so intense? And that's probably your question beforehand. Oh, okay. That question was answered really quick, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. You you catch it as soon as possible, hopefully.
1: Yeah. I always tell people We don't warm up We don't have any ice breakers I go And I say these words Now Now it's funny When that door swings open That's why I say it When that door swings open We're going 100 miles an hour From the time we start To the time we finish Is that a fair statement? Yes sir Yes
0: sir That is it
1: Amen And I put a lot of pressure I squeezed you I brought a lot of that fear A lot of that doubt A lot of that stuff Right to the surface Immediately Didn't I?
0: Yeah, 100%. You, I mean, you read it on me on the rest of my team. It was, it was obvious. There's no hiding that stuff.
1: Nope, and, and again, you're a good man. You you walk with God. Uh, you make good choices. You're active in your church. You got a beautiful wife. You're faithful to her. You're loyal to her. You want to be the best husband you can, and so that's why I like to bring up the thing about Simone. Uh, again, a great woman, Olympic athlete. This is normal. A lot of people think if they struggle, if they have fear or doubt or limiting belief systems, there's something wrong with them. So they hide it. They pretend. Uh, but they, it takes a strong man to lead with his weakness. And I think you realized that this weekend, didn't you?
0: Yeah that that was pretty pivotal. I, I've been running from a lot of my pain. I've been running from a lot of my weaknesses because I, I, I up until now I thought they made me less of a person. I thought they made me less lovable. I, whatever it may be, but that's not the truth. That's not the case. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I need to lean into that. People need to. They need to know me. They need to know really am. They need to know what I've been through not just for me. So that way, when they struggle, they know God can get you through this too.
1: Amen. Well put brother. Well put. Well, Hey, we're getting ready to go to a hard break and I know you're busy. I just appreciate you so much for calling in and being part of this program. And, and you know, God's got us walking together. So good day, bad day, whatever it is, you need anything. You let me know. Okay, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, brother. God bless you. You have a great day. Okay. Avery.
0: Hey, yeah, sir, have a good one. Appreciate y'all. Talk
1: to you soon. All right, buddy. All right, bye bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. In other words, if other people said and did to me what I've allowed in my head up until now, I'd never tolerate that. And ladies and gentlemen, we're all human beings. We all process the same way. So we can help you clean up that battlefield called the mind. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back.
3: A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level.
1: Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up.
3: Contact Mr. Black at Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. I don't
1: know who's hitting me. Take my fist and put my initials on your brain. Ouch, Mr. T. Ouch. I am black and you are back living life like it matters. You know, as a leader, our sign should be under construction. We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's how we change. I would love to get one of those uh, DeLoreans, love to play Michael J. Fox and go back in time and change some things. I've had some things happen to me that I wish never would have happened to me. And let's be honest, I've done some things and said some things to other people that I wish I never would have done. But I can't go backwards and neither can you. But we all have this place called the now moment. And see, the sad part is because we're unconscious creatures, you know, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. And I got some smarty pants on, uh, on uh, Facebook that once told me, that's uh, not true. I don't know what the figure is. Nobody really knows for sure. There's a lot of stuff out there being pedals of truth. But I can tell you what, we are unconscious creatures. We are deaf, numb, and blind. We look, but we don't see. Uh, we hear, but we don't listen. Uh, we touch, but we don't feel. See, one's a biological act and one's an act of the will, a volition of the will. And so I do know that we go through life unconscious. My background's in neurolinguistic linguistic programming. Uh, and if you're gonna make any lasting change, you must do follow the rules of the unconscious brain because it runs the ship. So I don't know if that figure is accurate. You can't disprove it, and you can't prove it. But what I can tell you is we live a large part of our life at the unconscious level. Our eyes blink for 10% of the time, so just in blinking, our eyes are closed 10% of our life. Most people sleep 30 to 35% of their life Way, So you there got 40, 45% of your life uh, is with your eyes closed. And then you figure about how much of your life with your eyes open. Are you somewhere else? Oh, let's be honest. We've all driven home before without realizing how we drove home, but we stop at all stops. We turn it all turns and we wound up at home. Why? Because we are unconscious creatures. And so you're not aware of it, but we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. So, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she wrote a couple of books, Who Shut Off My Brain and Turn On Your Brain. She says, 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. She says it's an epidemic of toxic emotions. She says the average person has 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Through an uncontrolled thought life, we create the conditions for illness. We make ourselves sick. Research shows that fear all on its own triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. See, that's why God tells us almost 400 times in the Bible, do not fear. Do not worry. Do not fret. Why? Because he's a good, good father. Just like you teach your kids don't get into a car with a stranger. Just like you teach your kids to wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Just like you teach your kids to brush their teeth before they go to bed. Why? Because you're a good, good parent and you know how his body or her body works. See there are intellectual and medical reasons to forgive and yet we live in a world that's a pound of flesh. I have just separated from a few people on Facebook, people pretending to be non-racial. And yet you got these people preaching about blackness and whiteness. What color was Jesus? And when the letter J wasn't even a letter for 500 years. And in 1619, this happened. And you know what? We're not focusing on race. We're just reminding people of the past, just knowing the history, knowing the past. And the world has you wrapped up in 500 years ago, 600 years ago, 2000 years ago. That is of the devil. Matter of fact, there's a great book called The Bait of Satan, and it talks about the spirit of offense. And what is running America today is the spirit of offense. Critical race theory. Yep, it absolutely is. See, be careful what you attach to your identity. And the whole purpose of critical race theory is to attach to your identity one of two things either oppressor or oppressed. And be careful what you attach to your identity. You don't wanna put anything like that. But that's what's wrong with critical race theory. People could argue, oh, it's just a it's just a legalistic view of things. They're taught in school, in, in law school. Bull crap. It's the way for the devil to be an accuser of the brethren. It's a way for the devil to keep you focused on your past. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. The devils always want to remind you of your past, and God always wants to give you hope. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says you are a new creation. Everything is new. The old is washed away. I mean, think about this. Why is Joe Biden afraid of white Christians Because 87% of them voted for Donald Trump. But the question has to be, my brown brothers and sisters, my Christian brothers and sisters who are brown, Jesus says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my mother, that is my brother. Why are you getting wrapped up in the devil's playground? Why are you being wrapped up in the spirit of offense? God says, if you do not forgive... You will not be forgiven. God says love carries no record or wrong. No pound of flesh. And yet you got people who identify as Christians. Who are keeping a record wrong from 600 years ago. 500 years ago. 2,000 years ago. Who was black? Who was white? Was Jesus white? Was Jesus black? Was Ham white? Was Ham black? I am so sick of this division. And the being played by the devil. And the sad part is the church is no different than the world medical research increasingly points the fact that thinking and consciously controlling your thought life is one of the best ways of detoxing your brain and look at the hatred look at the bitter look at the kids abusing each other look at the teenage mass murders now why Because in the book, Dr. Caroline Leaf of Who Switched Off My Brain says that research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, known as lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, allergies. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing worldwide. And, and church, I'm talking to you right now, you're supposed to be different. Romans twelve two, do not conform to the ways of this world, the thinking of this world. To metamorphose, to transform your thinking. You're not supposed to be about the the rallies of the world. You're not supposed to be about social justice. There is no justice on this side of eternity. Justice comes on the other side. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. And ladies and gentlemen, you're being played, player. You're being played. One thing I learned a long time ago is God creates his creatures to be effective in the environment they were created. You got to get this. God is never surprised. God's omniscient. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we got to clean up our stinking thinking. You know, Isaiah 6-2 is one of my favorite uh, parts of the Bible. Why? Because John sees a vision of heaven. And he sees the throne room of God. And he sees angels with six wings. And my first thought, I always remember when I first, why would an angel need six wings? And he tells us. Two to cover their eyes for the Shekinah glory. You can't be in the presence of God. It's too bright, even for angels. Two to cover their feet, which represent their creaturehood because they connect us to the ground. And then, of course, duh, two to fly with. Logical. But what that told me is God creates his creatures to be effective in the environment. He's placing them. And I talk about this a lot because I need you to get it. Repetition of message is the mother of success. He put birds in the air. So guess what he would have to give them? light skeletal system he'd have to give them wings right he put fish in the water so he had to equip them to be successful in that environment so he gave them gill and fins ladies and gentlemen you are not a mistake God is not surprised he knows exactly where you're at he equipped you but one of your greatest resources is that incredible mind. I teach people the power of their mind, the power of their conscious mind, unconscious mind. We only use such a small percentage of it. And so you got to get in the game, brother and sister. You've got to get behind the machinations. You got to quit letting this world, the spirit of the Antichrist, the Democratic Party, Uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all those racist, uh, leftist, progressive, anti-God groups. And you've got to take control. It's your mind. Take control of it. Like United Negro College Fund said, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. That's why I'm here. Let me help you become the best possible version of yourself. In order to do that, you've got to be winning and waging the battle of the minefield. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You got to help me help them help you help me help you. Do you understand?